Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. What's going on, everybody? Again, Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, coming at you live from Austin, Texas. The man, woman, child, whoever you are, thank you for being here today. I know most of y'all are, are fellow disabled vets. So um, jumping on my mobile too, so that I can answer some questions here along the way. And uh, But first of all, before we get started today, somebody jump in the chat and tell me something good. Give me a shout out. Tell me your name. Tell me where you're dialing in from and tell me something good. Okay. I'm also going to be really revealing a little known fact about me today that uh, some of you may not know. I've received some feedback of folks saying, we want to hear more about you. We want to know more about you. Okay. Uh, real quick, some things you may not know. I like to sing, play acoustic and electric guitar and play piano. So I, I do all of those things. Uh, I'm decent at guitar, like good enough to, you know, play in a bar if and when those ever open again, um, that kind of thing, right? But I, I'll do like karaoke and stuff like that. It's fun. Maybe I'll even do a sesh with you guys um, sometime. That might be kind of fun. We could, uh, we could hold a little jam sesh live, especially since we're all stuck indoors. Kinda, I guess we're stuck indoors. There's so many reasons I think that we can be down, right? There's so many things. We can get so focused on the external, all the stuff happening in our world right now. Coronavirus, people are out of work. The economy's crumbling. I can't travel. I can't leave my home, right? Uh, there's just, there's so many reasons I think that externally that we can let affect us internally. And I just, I would encourage y'all today Something that has helped me through this crisis is to stop and think about something that you're thankful for, to stop and think about something that you feel truly blessed about, right? Maybe it's your family, maybe it's your friends, maybe it's the fact that you're an American, right? That you live in this beautifully fantastic country. Um, you know, maybe it's that you have a job, you're employed, and, and it's still paying you. Um, whatever it is, though, I would just find something, maybe just one thing of what you're thankful for, because it's so important. It's so important that we focus on what we can control and stop worrying about what you can't control, right? Stop worrying about the external, all right? Which, speaking of, let's talk about anxiety for a second. Who here's got anxiety, right? I got both hands in the air because I have pretty severe anxiety. 
Um, I take medications for it. I seek treatment and therapy for it, but I have pretty severe anxiety that I deal with daily. Okay. Um, and one of the things that was interesting, I was in one of my therapy sessions and, and the psychologist just told me, he's like, you know, Brian, he's like, do you know what anxiety actually is? And I, I said, no, I, I don't know what it is in terms of its source. He said, and this is, in, I'll never forget this. He said, anxiety means you're not sure. It means you're unsure. And so all of a sudden there's like this relentless focus on what you're not sure about. I'm not sure if I'm going to die. I'm not sure if I'm safe in my house. I'm not sure if I'm going to have a job. I'm not sure what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not sure about my kids. I'm not sure about blah, blah, blah. The list goes on, right? Sometimes the more we think about those things, the more anxious we can become. And anxiety is a very real thing that many veterans and many veterans family members suffer from, many Americans suffer from anxiety. You're unsure. Okay. So a little drill though, that my psychologist and therapist took me through was Brian, I want you to imagine the very worst case scenario and then imagine the very best case scenario, right? I want you to do both. Imagine what's the worst thing that can happen. And then what's the best thing that can happen. And I said, well, okay, well, the worst thing that can happen is I'm in this crowd of people who are, they're carrying backpacks and, and I don't know what's in those backpacks. And I'm looking around and start thinking about, I wonder what they have. I wonder if they've got a bomb. I wonder if, you know, what is in that backpack? Is it a, a pressure cooker? Is it filled with nails? Like what that, the worst case scenario is that thing goes off and, and you die and a whole bunch of other people die. Right. And then he said, well, what's the best case scenario? And I said, well, the best case scenario is, is it's actually, it's not a bomb, right? It's not a pressure cooker filled with nails and, and nothing happens and, and nobody dies, right? And, and he said, yeah, you're, you're right. He said, now I want you to think about which of those two is the more likely scenario. And I said, well, the, I think the more likely scenario is that it's not a bomb. It's not a pressure cooker. It's not filled with nails um, and that everything's going to be just fine, right? And he looked at me and he said, exactly right. So what are you worried about? What are you worried about? We just played the game of extremes. And you know that based upon the probability, the likelihood is, is very low that, that it's actually a bomb. So you're going to be okay, right? You're going to be just fine. So you can't control it anyway. So why, why let it get to you? And that was really interesting, right? Now, the little drill we just did is not meant to tell you that you won't still have anxiety because I still have it, right? But I do try to remind myself in some of those moments with, if I'm, I'm having a panic attack or nervous breakdown, I'm filled with anxiety to try to think about the outcomes. The most extreme, the most likely, the real answer is probably either somewhere in the middle or leaning towards the most likely scenario, which is you're gonna be just fine. We are blessed, man. We are thankful for so many things as Americans, right? We live in arguably the, the greatest time in human history to be alive, right? And we should be thankful. There's a lot to be thankful about. Um, and, and there's a lot to be concerned about too. But again, don't let the external control the internal. 
I'm going to say that one more time. Don't let the external control the internal. Right? And you're not going to be perfect. You're going to screw it up. I still screw it up. And I still let things stress me out. Okay. All right. But we are here today to talk about VA disability claims for chronic fatigue syndrome, also known as CFS, arguably one of the most misunderstood VA disability claims out there. In fact, on top of it being one of the most misunderstood, misunderstood, it's one of the most underdiagnosed, and I'm going to talk about that, by the medical community. And it's one of the most confusing, and frankly, most veterans don't even know about it. They don't even know what it is. And so I want to talk about this for a minute, though, because chronic fatigue syndrome claims are high-value claims. Okay, remember the difference between a high-value claim and a low-value claim. A high-value claim means there's a very high likelihood that this one condition alone can be rated at 30% or higher on its own. Versus a low-value claim means there's a really low likelihood that the claim or condition is going to be rated at 30% or higher. So chronic fatigue syndrome, if you're thinking about your overall strategy and you've already got a bunch of things service-connected at 0% or higher, maybe the diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome that you're suffering from can either be connected secondary to something else, or maybe it's presumptive, presumptive service connection for things like Gulf War syndrome. Okay. And for anybody who doesn't know, when I talk about chronic fatigue syndrome being a high value claim, it can be rated at 10%, 20%, 40%, 60%, or 100%. And just like all other VA disability claims, it depends upon the frequency, the severity, and the duration of your symptoms. Okay. If you can get chronic fatigue syndrome service connected, your final VA disability rating depends upon the severity of your symptoms. Okay, so what do you need first? You got to have a medical diagnosis of, chron of chronic fatigue syndrome. Remember what I just said, the difficulty behind it. The hardest part about chronic fatigue syndrome is not going to be service connecting it. I'm going to say that again because <laughs> this is a little bit of a different claim. The hardest part about chronic fatigue syndrome is not about getting it service connected. It's about getting it diagnosed in the first place. Okay. Cause remember, you've got to have a diagnosis of a condition. Number one, number two, how is it caused or made worse by your service or by another disability or presumptive. Okay. Under the law. And then the third part is severity of symptoms. How is your chronic fatigue syndrome limiting or affecting your life. Okay. So a couple things to, to think about though, regarding chronic fatigue syndrome. What is it? Most vets don't even know what it is. It's extreme fatigue. It's extreme fatigue that can't actually be explained by a specific medical condition. Okay. And the issue here again is what's the hardest part of chronic fatigue syndrome is getting it diagnosed because medically, it's what's called a rule-out diagnosed condition. You might be going, Brian, what, what in the heck is a rule-out? Okay, I'm not a doctor. 
I'm not a lawyer. I'm not accredited. Okay. This video is not medical or legal advice. So please don't take it as such. I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose you. Okay. But that being said, chronic fatigue syndrome is so misdiagnosed. It's underdiagnosed mainly because we don't know what it is. We don't even know where it's from. We don't know medicine, modern medicine today in 2020. We don't know the ideology of chronic fatigue syndrome. Ideology means cause or origin. We don't even know where it stems from. And when I say things like diagnosing of chronic fatigue syndrome is a rule out diagnosis, a lot of times the actual diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome is made by ruling out other more common conditions. Okay. So if you go to see your VA primary care doctor or a private provider, they may have you take a blood test. Okay. They may have you do a battery of other tests, but the thing that I want to make sure that everybody understands kind of like tinnitus, the ringing in your ear, where you've got some, an audiologist who administers the audiogram, there is no single test to diagnose tinnitus ringing in the ear syndrome. It's the same for chronic fatigue syndrome. There is no diagnosis. There's no single test that can confirm whether you have the condition or not. Okay. The reason why your doctor or a compensation and pension examiner will have you do lab work, typically a blood test is again, it's back to that rule out. They're trying to rule out more common conditions. So if you are sitting there hearing my voice right now, you're like, Brian, I'm a veteran. Um, I think I might have chronic fatigue syndrome. I'm extremely tired all the time, extreme fatigue. Some of the things that a medical professional is going to try to rule out are going to be things like sleep apnea, okay, sleep disorders, insomnia, restless leg syndrome. They're trying to determine if maybe the underlying cause or theme of your symptoms is something else. You've got a sleep disorder and you might, right? You might have those instead of chronic fatigue syndrome or combined with, okay? Um, there may be other medical conditions that are causing you to be extremely tired. Things like anemia, okay? Things like diabetes, type one or type two. Things like hyperthyroidism, okay? Now, the reason, again, you're going to do a blood test is to try to confirm or rule out the presence of those conditions, okay? You might also have some type of heart and lung condition. You might also have mental health conditions. So maybe your extreme fatigue is due to an underlying mental health condition, okay? But maybe not. Again, this is where the rule out exam comes in. The doctor's trying to go, well, you don't have sleep apnea, you don't have hyperthyroidism, you don't have diabetes, you don't have a mental health condition, you don't have, you don't have, you don't have, you did serve in the Gulf War during this presumptive period, maybe you have chronic fatigue syndrome, okay? But again, you've got to get a diagnosis. Now, if you can't get a diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome from your own medical professionals, we have a doctor who can diagnose it. Now, that is not to say you're going to get a diagnosis because you might not, right? The doctor may determine in his own independent evaluation of you in person, typically, that you don't have it, 
right? So you're not going to get a diagnosis if the doctor determines that you don't have it. Okay. So what are some symptoms? If you're sitting there hearing my voice and you're like, I am extremely tired all the time. I've kind of run a self assessment. I don't think it's any of those things you just said, Ryan, what are some of the symptoms of chronic fatigue syndrome? So I'm just going to run you through a, a few symptoms that are on the list. Okay. Symptoms of chronic fatigue syndrome include, but are not limited to, and I'm going to pull it up on the screen so that I don't miss one. Extreme fatigue, loss of memory or concentration, sore throat, it can be severe or, or mild or moderate, low-grade fever, enlarged lymph nodes in your neck or in your armpits. You've got lymph nodes all over your body, but within your neck and in your armpits. Um, you might have some unexplained muscle or joint pain. You might have headaches, right? Migraine headaches or just headaches in general. There's all types of headaches, tension headaches. There's post-traumatic stress headaches, um, sleep disturbances. So insomnia, maybe you're just not sleeping. One of the more common ones is something called extreme exhaustion that lasts more than 24 hours after some type of physical or mental event. So if you do thing, let's say you've, you've done, you went on a walk, right? And you went on a, a 30 minute or an hour long walk and you come home and you're just, you're just gassed. You've got no energy and you have to lay down and maybe you sleep the rest of the day, right? It's possible then that you might have chronic fatigue syndrome. Okay. Again, you need some help. This is what we do. We're an education-based coaching and consulting company. We also are able to connect you with independent medical providers in our referral network for medical evaluations, disability evaluations, uh, disability benefits reports, okay, which is, it mirrors the old DBQ in general, right? But it's a proprietary resource we built. Um, and they might also then be able to write what's called a medical nexus letter also known as an independent medical opinion, to help service connect your disability conditions, okay? Even if you've already filed, maybe you've been denied in the past, right? You've got conditions that say not service connected, right? Maybe they actually are. And you're like, hey, VA, that's crap. You denied service connection, but this is clearly due to my service or due to another service connect disability, okay? probably going to need an independent medical opinion, also known as an IMO. It's the same thing as a medical nexus letter written by an independent healthcare provider who can shed some light on the likelihood medically that the disability you're suffering from is due to your service, okay, if you're seeking direct service connection or how it's secondary connected if you're looking to do secondary service connection. So again, the link is across the bottom of the screen. If you're here live on Facebook, welcome to you. It's in the chat, www.vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. It's a free three-step intake to get started today. Again, it's three steps, www.vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Com. And if you become a member today, right here, right now, you're getting over $13,000 of high value proprietary resources. Okay. You ain't going to find this stuff out online for free. 
All right, I've heard some vets go, yeah, this stuff's not proprietary. It's already on YouTube. No, it isn't. Not the video where I talk about the 31 symptoms of mental health conditions and what they mean, right? Not the explainer video behind sleep apnea secondary conditions. That ain't in the public domain. Not how to prepare and file your own winning disability claim on va.gov step-by-step. That ain't in the public domain, okay? You don't get access to the medical team unless you're a member, okay? Which can save you thousands of dollars versus what other doctors charge for the same service, okay? You don't get in the mastermind group unless you're a member, which is our live 24-7, 365 Q&A. A team member goes live every day of the week, literally. We keep you engaged. We keep you supported live and in community. We're the world's largest mastermind community of veterans helping veterans worldwide. I'm telling you, you're going to have your life changed. Yeah, we're going to help you win your claim and get a higher rating, of course. But it's bigger than that. You're going to celebrate life change inside this, this group. It's, it's unbelievable. You're going to get to be surrounded again by other veterans who understand you. You get your identity back, gang. You understand what it means to be a part of something again. Something special. A place where you can be open, honest, and vulnerable. A place where you know you ain't going to be judged because these other folks wore the uniform just like you did and they get you. I get you. I wore the uniform too, okay? There is so much power in community. Why do we do this in community? What I just said, we can be uncomfortably vulnerable. We can be our true selves, our best selves together, live and in community with our brothers and sisters just like us. That's number one. Number two is accountability. So many veterans are crippled by information overload, right? How many of you are guilty of that? Come on, raise your hands. I got two hands in the air. You go to Google and you type something. VA rating for PTSD, VA rating for migraines. How do I, you know, go about getting a diagnosis of blah? What is a tinnitus VA claim, right? And, and pretty soon before you know it, you're on this endless search of clickbait. I went to this website. Now I'm more confused. I'm click this link. I'm going to go here. Now I'm reading it. I still don't understand. Do I need a nexus letter or not? Oh, I click here. Boom. You go to another thing. How many hundreds of thousands of hours have you wasted endlessly searching through worthless information? And at the end of the day, you're either more confused and, or you still don't know how to do it. Okay. Nor are you accountable for how to do it. Okay. That's what we do inside community. We drive accountability. We give you permission to say it is okay that you're stuck, frustrated, and underrated. It's okay that you're having suicidal thoughts. I have them too. It's okay that you're having sexual dysfunction. It's okay that your marriage is crumbling. I don't want it to crumble, but it's okay because we've dealt with it too. Okay? It's okay to feel this cognitive dissonance, this disconnection from people in society, to feel alone. It's okay to lie to ourselves, to say, 
Brian, the reason I didn't go for these benefits earlier is because I felt like other veterans were worse off than me. And I didn't want to take benefits away from them. I dealt with that too. It's natural. It's a lie we tell ourselves that because I haven't lost a limb, because I'm not brain dead, because I'm not in a wheelchair, because I haven't been fired from my job, because my headaches aren't that severe, because I never was in an IED blast, I wasn't in combat, I wasn't raped. We lie to ourselves and say, maybe I don't, maybe I don't deserve this, right? I'm not worthy. I don't deserve this. Yes, you do. Get that crap out of your brain. This is some of that mindset shift that we help you do inside of our coaching program. You wore the uniform. You stood up and you said, I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same and that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office upon which I'm about to enter. So help me God. You swore on it. You took the oath. When things get rough, you don't sit back and say, whoa, me. You went. Who will go? I will. You did that. The rest of humanity, most of humanity never did that. Okay. So you got some stuff going on. You wore the uniform. You served your country. Okay? You do deserve it. It doesn't matter if you've lost a limb. It doesn't matter how severe your mental health condition is. It doesn't matter if you've never told anybody before. You served. You deserve. Somebody posted that in the Mastermind the other day. In fact, she posted, Brian and Mastermind team, thank you. I'm now 100% P&T. I wouldn't have gone for the increase had it not been for this community supporting me. Telling me, no, you, you do deserve it. You served. You deserve. By law. Right? And now, I'm not talking about something you don't deserve. That's illegal. It's governed by the False Claims Act, also known as the Lincoln Law. It is against federal law to file a false claim. That ain't what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is either filing for an increase, adding secondary claims, adding presumptive conditions with the exact medical evidence you need, buddy letters, supporting statements. We've got all the templates. It's plug and play so you can understand what you're dealing with. So you can get what you finally deserve. You want to hear something crazy? We did a study uh, of our own internal mastermind folks. Uh, we've, there's almost 9,000 veterans in our mastermind right now, um, all serving and supporting each other, bringing different experiences to help us get better. And uh, we, we pulled over 1,000 folks to, to find out why they're stuck, frustrated, underrated. The number one reason why veterans are stuck, frustrated, underrated, they didn't think they deserved it. Mindset shift. You do deserve it. I'm giving you permission right here, right now to get what you deserve by law. That was number one. The other top five things, they were all about education. Lack of education. Brian, I didn't even know anything about 
the VA disability process. I got denied before, so I quit. I didn't know I could do it again. Brian, I got 30% when I left the Navy 20 years ago. I didn't even know I could open a new claim. I thought it was one and done. Brian, I didn't even know the difference between a low value and a high value claim. I didn't even know that my conditions were eligible for benefits under the law. I didn't know there were 833 possible conditions. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that I could link something secondary. The VA denied my obstructive sleep apnea claim. I didn't even know, I thought it was over. I didn't even know that I could do it again with an excess letter and maybe go secondary if you felt it was deserved that. So lack of education about the VA claim process, which makes total sense. I took off the uniform in October, 2012. I didn't even know what the VA was until I was sitting in my transition assistance program class and somebody from the VA stood up and said, hi, I'm here with 275 slides to go through the next 60 minutes. Freaking total death by PowerPoint. But at least she made me aware that this thing called the Department of Veteran Affairs existed. And there's this thing called VA benefits, right? And this thing called VA disability compensation benefits for disabilities that happened on active duty, right? That's the first time I heard of it. I'm less than seven days away from taking off the uniform. I didn't even know what it was. And this is in 2012. Imagine what it was like in 1965, in 1975, in 1985, in 1995, in 2005, you got kicked to the curb. Thank you for your service. Kick in the ass. You're out the door. Take the uniform off. Welcome, welcome to civilian life, right? Some of you maybe were completely unaware of the fact that you actually are eligible for VA benefits under the law. You might not even have known what the VA was. So there's this awareness phase. There's this uptick. If you're hearing me right now, you're watching me on YouTube, you're watching me live on Facebook, you're here to learn. You're getting educated about this process. You're arming yourself with information, okay? But don't forget this. Don't miss this. This is so important. Information is just information. Education is just education. I know some really educated people who haven't accomplished shit in their lives, but they got a PhD, right? They're overeducated, they're underexperienced, they've never taken the leap. Information is information. Knowledge is knowledge. It ain't power. Knowledge can become power through action. Action. What you do with this information is up to you, and it's up to you alone. Okay? One thing I can guarantee you, and I, I don't live in a life of guarantees, but I can guarantee you that if you don't take action, if you don't open up a claim, if you don't get one submitted, I can guarantee you, you will get 
no benefits, okay? You aren't going to get an increase in your disability because the VA is looking out for you. That I can promise you, okay? You've got to own this. You've got to take control. You've got to take action. And I want this to be your action moment. I want you to go, you know what? Like, I, this resonates with me. I did serve. I do deserve this. I do have all these disabilities. I should be at 100% disabled. I should be at 70. I should be at 30, right? I shouldn't be at nothing. I shouldn't be at zero. I shouldn't be at 20. I shouldn't be at 90. This is what we help you do, folks. Live and in community. 24-7, 365. It doesn't matter how many times you've been denied. What matters is do you get back up and swing? It doesn't matter how many times you've been denied. It's never over unless you quit. Remember I talked about this mastermind community where we serve and support each other. We help each other when you're down. We're honest, we're open, we're real. Do you know we've saved lives in this community? Veterans who were going to take their own life. They had a plan. They were actively suicidal. They were going to do it. And they decided not to. Because of VA Claims Insider, the community of fellow veterans, supporting fellow veterans, they decided there's a reason to live. I get chills talking about that stuff. Those are the experiences, gang, that keep me coming back. Celebrate life change. A veteran who decides not to kill themselves. A veteran who decides there's a reason to live, right? A fellow veteran who decides, you know what? I'm an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict. I'm a gambling addict. I'm a sex addict. I'm going to stop this. Because it's destroying my life. It's hurting my family. It's hurting me. I'm going to die from this if I don't stop. We have veterans in our community who are no longer alcoholics, who are no longer drug addicts, who are no longer gambling addicts. They're no longer sex addicts, right? Life change. Celebrate life change. We've saved marriages. People who are, who are going to get divorced. Spouses who said, I can't live with you anymore because you're crazy. You're depressed all the time. You're anxious. I can't have sexual intercourse with you anymore. I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to be around you anymore. You scare me. You're angry all the time. But because that veteran and that spouse were in this community going through it together, we said, it's okay. We've been there. We live it. In fact, many of us, we're still going through those same struggles. But at least we do it together in community. We share, hey, this is what worked for me. Hey, you might want to try this. Hey, I'm sorry to hear that. Here's what helped me overcome that issue. Right? Life change. That is what we celebrate here. Founding VA Claims Insider saved my life. I was down a dangerous path. That's, I was down a dangerous, dangerous path. And I should be dead because of the things I was dealing with. Because I was hiding. I was embarrassed. I was coping. 
with alcohol, with drugs. I know it. There's a way out for you. There is hope on the other side of pain. Okay? And I'm inviting you right now to come in and celebrate that life change. I'm giving you permission. You served. You wore the uniform. You do deserve benefits. It does not matter if you're in a wheelchair. doesn't matter if you lost a limb. It doesn't matter how severe stuff is. You're eligible for something. Okay? And your benefits are mutually exclusive of, of other veterans. If you get benefits, it affects no other veterans. The only people you're hurting by staying stuck, frustrated, and underrated is yourself and your family. Okay? If you can't find it within you yet to do it for you, do it for your family. They need you. And by the way, we're not just talking about VA disability compensation benefits. You might become eligible for, for VA healthcare benefits for you and your family. You might become eligible for education benefits for you and your family, your dependents, your spouse, right? You may now qualify for the VA home loan funders fee exemption. You may not, no longer pay property taxes on your home, depending on the state that you live in. You might have all of your student loan debt discharged. Gonzo. We have had veterans in our community, hundreds, who literally post a screenshot from the Department of Education that says, I, I, you changed my life. You, you took me from 60 to 100% P&T, which is what I deserve by law. I had over $200,000 of student loan debt. I applied for the disabled veteran student forgiveness, loan forgiveness program. Two weeks later, I got a notification from the Department of Education that said, Dear Brian, dear Stephen, dear Susie, dear Sally, dear Shamiqua, we just wiped your student loan debt to zero. You got a clean slate. You want to talk about folks, fellow vets who have become our biggest ambassadors, who are out picking other folks, other vets off the ground and saying, you, I, I'll show you the way. I'll show you the way now. I know the way. Stop being stuck. Stop being frustrated. Stop being underrated. Stop trying to do this alone. Stop endlessly searching for worthless information. Stop destroying your life. Let's go. This is why we do this live and in community. Okay, again, the link is across the bottom of the screen. If you're watching the replay, if you're watching live, it's in the chat box. www.vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Okay, again, you can start right now. It's a free three-step intake to start. www.vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Dang, we're feeling it today. Boom! I should have worn my boom shirt today. We're feeling it today. We're celebrating life change today. And we're going to tell you, welcome home. Welcome home. We understand you. All right? 
All right, let's get back to chronic fatigue syndrome. I talked about the difficulty of the medical diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome. Okay, again, it's a rule out diagnosis. The diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome is made by a doctor who rules out other possible diagnosis. But let's talk about Gulf War syndrome. Goodness, you want to talk about another commonly misunderstood uh, thing here in veterans is Gulf War syndrome. It's like a mythological creature. What is Gulf War syndrome? That's a good question. Nobody knows. <laughs> okay. Nobody knows. The only thing we do know is that folks who served in the Southwest Asia theater of operations. Okay. And I'll talk about what those are. I'll go through them here. I got a list on the screen so that I don't forget. If you served in the Southwest Asia theater of operations, which includes Iraq, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, um, the neutral zone between Iraq and Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Qatar, Qatar, the UAE, Oman, the Gulf of Oman, the Persian Gulf, the Gulf of Aden, the Arabian Sea, the Red Sea, and the airspace above and around those locations. Okay, that's what's referred to as the Southwest Asia Theater of Operations. You're sometimes called a Persian Gulf veteran. Okay, if you served in those AORs, areas of operation, and you now have developed unexplained medical conditions, asthma, IBS, chronic fatigue syndrome. Okay, there's a whole host of them that I'm not going to go through today. But you may now suffer from that chronic debilitating disability, which is now limiting or affecting your life. If you served in the Gulf, you're granted what's called presumptive service connection. Meaning if you can prove on your DD-214, um, maybe it's on any awards and decorations you got, deployment orders, that you were there, you were in one of these presumptive locations or in the airspaces above, and you now have one of these disabilities, okay, your current condition is going to be presumed to be due to that service, okay? Gulf War Syndrome, it's presumed to have stemmed from that. Now, we don't know why. That's, that's the part that's so interesting about Gulf War Syndrome and folks who served in the Gulf and any chronic conditions that developed as a result. Medically, we don't know the ideology. We don't know the cause or the origin of why you've developed these chronic conditions after the service. We don't know. There's theories, exposure to toxins, exposure to chemicals, burn pit exposures, uh, toxins, all kinds of stuff. Sarin gas, partial exposures. We don't know. All we know is that folks who served in the Gulf show characteristics of being more likely to develop these conditions, okay? So I just want you to be thinking about if you served in the Gulf, you're going to have, you should have an easier time proving service connection for any of those chronic disabilities, including chronic fatigue syndrome, CFS. It's on the list. Okay. It's on the list. 
Again, chronic fatigue syndrome, if you get a diagnosis and you want to go for it, it can be rated at 10, 20, 40, 60, or 100. We see a lot of vets who end up between 40 and 60. Um, but if you have literally constant symptoms of chronic fatigue syndrome that are so severe that it literally restricts your routine activity to almost zero, okay, maybe you can't even take care of yourself. You have to have a caretaker now who handles day-to-day -day life for you. That's the 100% level, okay? But again, the symptoms are very severe, okay? Inability to concentrate, forgetfulness, confusion, but combinations that literally restrict daily activity completely, almost completely, okay? Versus the 60% is warranted if the veteran has debilitating fatigue, chronic cognitive impairments, things like inability to concentrate, forgetfulness, confusion, okay? Or any other combination which are near constant that restrict your daily activities to less than 50% of your pre-chronic fatigue level, okay? There's some other, other pieces on here too. But I highly recommend that if you think you have chronic fatigue syndrome, get a diagnosis. Tell your doctor everything going on with you so hopefully they can rule out other conditions and make that diagnosis, okay? Again, chronic fatigue syndrome can also be connected secondary, okay? It can be connected secondary, meaning maybe your chronic fatigue syndrome is a result of some other disability that you already have service-connected, okay? So just be thinking about that. I hope this helped. I know, if, I feel like we covered a lot of um, confusing medical jargon. I hope I explained it simply, at least so you can understand it. Uh, but again, you need some help, get your butt in the program. VA Claims Insider Elite, okay? We've helped over 10,000 veterans since 2016. Life-changing, life-changing experience when you finally get the benefits you deserve by law. And what a sense of justice. What a sense of relief. You know, one thing that I think isn't talked about very often is how soul-crushing it can feel when you get denied benefits that you know you deserve. And I think that the reason it feels so soul crushing is it feels like the VA is calling you a liar. It's like, no, I served. I'm a stand-up honest person. I'm not gonna apply if I don't think I deserve it, but yet you denied it. So you're telling me I'm a liar. That's BS, not a liar. Nobody wants, who wants to be called a liar? Nobody, nobody, okay? There's a way out. There's always another path, okay? There's always another path. But if you quit, you will lose, okay? The only time it's over, gang, is if you quit. And we ain't gonna let you quit. Again, you need some help. www.vaclaims insiderelite.com. It's a three-step intake. We've still got over 200 folks on. Holy crap. Thank you to all my team members who are answering questions. Um, I'll take a few. Take a few questions here today um, and see if folks already have, uh, have questions. Um, go ahead and drop your question in the chat. 
George, can you claim chronic fatigue syndrome if you were never deployed to the Gulf War? Absolutely, yes. Okay. The only issue with chronic fatigue syndrome, again, is it's a rule out exam for diagnosis. So if you never deployed to the Gulf, okay, you're, you're taken out of presumptive service connection, meaning assumed service connection for Gulf War syndrome. That doesn't mean you can't get it. You can, but now you got to be more concerned about the nexus. Okay. How are you going to show to the VA that your chronic fatigue syndrome was directly due to service or how it's secondary to something else in your body? Okay. Probably need to get a medical nexus letter for that, um, an independent medical opinion, um, assuming the independent medical provider would find some connection right? Or some uh, reason to say, here's, here's cause and effect. This is why his chronic fatigue syndrome is due to service. This is why his chronic fatigue syndrome uh, is approximately due to, or the result of, or aggravated by another condition. Okay. Um, Rob, are DBQs no longer needed? Okay. Let's talk about DBQs. I think everybody knows by now that the old disability benefit questionnaire, the DBQ, is no longer listed on the VA's website. They've removed them from the public domain. They're not actually removed. They're still out there. Okay. They're still out there. The, the issue that we've seen is the disability benefit questionnaire, the DBQ, it's completed online by the compensation and pension examiner at your CNP exam. Okay. Do you need a DBQ to file a disability claim? No. Okay. Do we recommend you've had an independent evaluation? Do we recommend you get a disability benefits report, a DBR from a private provider? Do we recommend you get an independent medical opinion to make sure that you're able to fight a, a fair fight proved your case of service connection. Yeah, we do recommend those things. So, but to answer your question, do you need a DBQ, Rob? No, you've never needed a DBQ. We simply recommend them, right? Because you got to fight a fair fight. You want to fight a fair fight. Can chronic fatigue syndrome be secondary to two rated conditions? Yes. So uh, Brandon, there's no reason why a secondary disability can't be approximately due to approximately the result of or caused by or aggravated by one or more service-connected conditions. I think it really comes down to medically, what, how are they connected, right? Tinnitus and OSA are two very different things. So uh, the medical provider is going to help drive that decision and drive an understanding for you, okay? Uh, um, I know you're not a doctor. This is from Colleen. I know you're not a doctor, but I'm curious if chronic fatigue syndrome can lead to stroke. Um, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. I, even if I did, I would be hesitant to answer that Colleen, because I'm not a trained, you know, medical provider, um, nor am I your healthcare provider. So what I would do instead is, you know, maybe ask that type of a question to, um, your treating physician. Okay. Oh my gosh. Y'all are crazy, man. There's still over 200 of you on y'all are crazy. Um, I was in the purge. This 
This is from Tim. I was in the Persian Gulf for Desert Storm, Desert Shield, but couldn't get rated for Persian Gulf Syndrome. Okay, Gulf War Syndrome. I have I was diagnosed with having Epstein-Barr virus during my CNP and still couldn't get rated for CFS, Chronic Fatigue Syndrome. The issue, Tim, is I'm assuming you, you never got a medical diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome, okay, which is why they didn't connect it, right? If you don't have a diagnosis, they're not even going to consider the presumptive aspect of CFS. And, and the diagnosis is sometimes difficult to get because, again, medically, we don't even understand it. So what doctor is going to be comfortable making the diagnosis if they don't know you, they haven't treated you, they haven't seen lab results to rule out other conditions, it's going to be tough, okay? So I would go back, uh, Tim, and check your medical records to see if you got a diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome, okay? Because if you don't have one, that's probably why you were denied, would be my guess. Um, if you did have a diagnosis, the VA screwed up and you should fight it. You should get, a, get an independent medical opinion this time, fight it, write a strong personal statement, you write that statement and maybe even get a buddy letter and go back at it and tell the CNP examiner, this is crap. I have a diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome. Brosiph. Uh, Alejandro, Brian, I'm not a Gulf War vet, but have worked in Iraq and Afghanistan since 2008 to present as a UD contractor. Uh, can I mention or have symptoms to Gulf War syndrome? Y you can, Alejandro, but Afghanistan is not currently covered in Gulf War syndrome. You did serve in Iraq, so that's something you can think about. Um, what they're probably going to say, though, is, well, yeah, but your service in Iraq was as you were a DOD contractor. You didn't wear the uniform. So your chronic fatigue syndrome is due to something that happened after you left service, right? It's not due to your military service. So they're probably going to deny uh, service connection in that instance, would be my guess. Um, Y'all are crazy. Y'all be crazy. Y'all are crazy. Jason, what about a diagnosis of fatigue? So an actual diagnosis of fatigue might be an underlying symptom of something else, right? You're tired all the time. Maybe you have sleep apnea, right? You're tired all the time. Maybe you've got fibromyalgia. You're tired all the time. Maybe you've got diabetes, hyperthyroidism. You're tired all the time. Maybe that's a symptom of a mental health condition. So just because you have fatigue, that's definitely not going to rise to the extreme fatigue characterized by an unexplained illness, which is chronic fatigue syndrome. But again, that can only come from a certified qualified healthcare provider. Okay. That's not going to come from, from me on a, on a video, right? You got to go to the doctor. Okay. Y'all be crazy, man. I, I love this community. I love serving fellow veterans. It's literally, there's nothing I get more enjoyment out of in life Right. And sometimes that's hard for me because I suffer from depression too. Being with you has changed my life forever. And I'm eternally grateful for that. I love serving fellow veterans in our community. Um, beyond blessed.
to do this with y'all, to help you through life struggles. Because let's be real for a minute. Life is freaking hard sometimes. Dang, life can be hard. Life can be hard and we need each other, right? Nobody ever, nobody ever told you life was going to be easy, right? Life is hard. Life is hard. And I think it's time we start getting a real, little more honest about it. Right? Let's start being, let's stop faking it, right? Let's stop posting on Instagram that, you know, your, your life is perfect. Let's stop faking it on Snapchat that we're perfect. All of that's a bunch of crap. We got to be real, man. The path to freedom, the path to freedom is through truth. It's through honesty. It's by being real. It's by being vulnerable. That's the path to freedom. Okay. Stop being dragged down by these heavy chains that you carry around. Got to be honest. Okay. We're going to help you be honest inside of our community. I love y'all. I really do. Thank you. Again, Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, Air Force Service Stable Vet. I'm out from Austin, Texas. I'm excited to see you all very soon. Uh, and I'll see you inside our membership programs. All right. We'll talk soon. See you guys.